Yo, hello. It is May the 14th, and it is 2019, so I think it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 2019. This is the Robert Bruden Podcast Show, and I'm your host, Robert Bruden, and we are in Double Down Tuesday, which means that we do two shows on Tuesday, and I get really jazzed up about that because I love this show. All right. So we've been talking a lot about being happy where in the, in a situation where we are, even if we don't like it. I do want to say one thing, and I really haven't put this out there, and it kind of bothered me a little bit, and I'm only going to talk about this one time. You know, and when I talk about, if you're listening to this and you are in a relationship or you are in a situation that is physically harmful to you, I am in no way suggesting, oh, let's make the best of it. No, not even close, not even remotely, nothing. And what I am going to say is, is that you need to find some professional help to get out of that, whether it's law enforcement, whether it's a doctor, whoever, uh, a psychiatrist, um, therapist, uh, whatever you help you need to get, you need to get professional help if you are in an abusive situation okay if you're in a physically abusive situation this is not this is not a forum uh this is not a show that that uh, i can offer you anything but please i beg you i pray to god for your safety i pray to god that that you find the help that you need and you need professional help okay you don't need it from a podcast you need to go find out who you who you need to talk to and you know go talk if by all means if you need to talk to law enforcement you need to go do that okay all right so that's enough of that all right and and i just uh uh nobody deserves to be in any kind of relationship like that so what i i really wanted to to because i was afraid i was like man you know we've been talking about this and what if somebody's listening that's really in a bad situation and maybe they're in a physically abusive situation, you know? Yeah, you don't deserve it. I don't give a damn what you think you might have done, did do. Nobody, nobody deserves that. So, again, go get you some help because it's there, you know? And uh, uh, find a, a women's shelter, find a, a, a church. Find, somebody will help you find some help. All right. And uh, so really what, we, what I'm talking about is if you're in a situation where you just, you know, my job sucks, you know, or maybe you're in a relationship that there's just not love there anymore, you know. It's not that there's a, a, a physical problem. Uh, maybe there is a, a physical problem from a sexual standpoint, but not a physical abuse problem. Uh, maybe there's a problem from... You just don't get along. You argue. You scream and yell at each other. Uh, you say bad words, bad names. You know, and and you just—it's just you know—it's just not working. Okay. Well, there's some things you can do so that you can be happy with you. You can say, "Wait a minute, I don't deserve this, or I don't deserve to be a party to it. I don't deserve to to feel this way." You know, and I'm going to get out. And you can start taking ownership of that. Okay. You can start being happy in the, about the fact that you know, you know what? I don't have to take any more of this that I'm that I'm taking. I don't have to feel this way. I don't have to, uh, you know, uh, live in this situation that I'm in. Or 
I don't have to have this. Or you, you may be in a situation where you have to have your job. I get that part because b- believe me, I'm on the same page with you. So you have to continue to do this job. But, you know, if you don't like your bosses and you don't like some of the things that are going on, you don't have to you don't have to forgive and forget. But what you can do is say, you know what, in spite of what these buttheads do, I'm going to do a good job. I'm going to figure out a way to make sure that I make it right for myself, even though when I get my paycheck, you know, I've gotten screwed out of some money or I've gotten this or I've gotten that. Because here's the thing. God's watching. God sees, okay? And if you do the right thing in spite of everybody around you doing the wrong thing, guess what? When it's time for you to exit and you exit, you're going to exit big. Big, big. Because God is going to not only fix that issue, but God is going to reward you for your faithfulness through it. So think about that for a minute. What doors are going to open for you? What what opportunity is out there? And here's the thing. You go, well, why, if, if he's such a loving God, why doesn't he change it today? Why can't I go get a job today? I hate this job. I want out of here right now. Well, let me ask you something. And, and this is something I had to, to come to grips with and to terms with. What if the job that you're supposed to get is a guy that from a guy that you're going to get is from a guy that's retiring 2 months from now. After a beautiful long career, he's getting ready to retire. You're going to move into that job and maybe, you know, God doesn't God's moved the pieces around and if you're just patient enough, this guy's going to retire and and you're going to get his job. But you don't know that because you don't know what's going on out there. You're, 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 like I say, I use this all the time. I say you're in your car and the traffic is at a total stop on the freeway and up in front of you, miles ahead, is a little hill so you can't see what's going on on the other side. Maybe it's just some construction. Maybe it was a horrible wreck. Maybe something's going on up there that's delaying you enough that you weren't part of that wreck. Okay? Maybe God's looking out for you today. You know? Maybe there's some reason that you're not supposed to be in that situation, your new situation, your new destiny, because something has to happen in order for you to get from one place to the next safely and on God's time, on the universe's time. So when you think about it, yeah, you want him to speed up, sure. You'd like for it to happen today. Who the hell wouldn't? But life doesn't work that way, and I'm sorry, but I don't know anybody that has a solution for you that will say, you know, and you can sit there and you can say, well, if he was a real God, he would change it right now. Well, no, because none of us have ever talked to the man, so I don't know, you know, I can only assume from here that what's out in front of me pieces of the of life pieces of you know chess pieces are being moved so that I can get to checkmate I just don't know what that is and it's okay and sometimes after a time we get to a position you know and then you find out maybe months or years later why you have that job and it may be something that is 
life-altering to you as far as, oh my God, you mean that happened so that I could have this job? Something happened that, that you didn't know that, that, that may be life-changing to you. You don't know. It could be, or it could be just something simple. Maybe that job doesn't even exist. Maybe God's fixing to bless somebody with a new business and a new company and you are the key to their success. Who knows? You don't. You can't foretell the future. If you can, throw you a psychic sign out in front of your house and start taking customers. But nobody can tell you what's going to happen. So that's the real if you look at it this way, where, oh my God, I wonder what's happening. It's kind of cool. You're, you almost become that detective that goes, wow, I'd like to know. That's kind of cool. I want to see my destiny open up like a blossoming flower. How freaking cool is that? So don't have the anguish go, oh my God, I wonder what's going on You know, down the way that's going to open up this beautiful new destiny for me. Maybe it takes a little time. Maybe it happens tomorrow. Maybe it happens when you bump into somebody going to the restroom or you bump into somebody in the elevator. You strike up a conversation with somebody at a ball game. Who knows? But be open to that. That's the fun thing about when you think about getting your life where you want to go, oh my God, this is fun. Well, there you go. Stop looking at it like, well, nothing ever good's going to happen to me. Well, you're freaking right. You keep saying that shit and nothing will happen to you. Except the same crap that you did. So let's change. You know what I said a year and a half ago? When the woman that I absolutely adored and loved told me, I know that you love me. I know that you'll never cheat on me. I know that you do, but I want a divorce. And couldn't give me a real definitive answer. Couldn't give me a real definitive straight thing. Why? But, you know, I know her. I know the demons that she has. And I know the demons I have. I know the demons that, you know, you know the demons around you. you ha- everybody's got them. Anybody that tells you that they live this perfect, scented, wonderful life is full of shit. Life is always going to get the rug drug out from under you a couple of times to keep you on your toes. So, we can look at it as a problem or we can look at it as a project. We can look at it as, okay, there's something I need to learn here before I can move on because I need to get this growth so that I can handle what's about to be given to me. You know, here's the thing. Let's say that, that you're just like me. You're, you're an average Joe. Everything's cool, you, you know, and... and um, all of a sudden, the government comes to you and says, okay, you're now the President of the United States. Do you think if you've never done something like, for example, um, you've never run a big major corporation or you've never been in politics, that you could just walk into that job and start doing it today? And don't sit there and tell me, oh, it can't be any worse than the dude that's there. No, 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 no. Okay, you have to have some competency level 
at that level of the game and that level of pressure and that level of stress. And let's say that, that you, and we'll take a current event, and let's just say that, you know, Iran just made a provocative move on the United States. What do we do? And you have no State Department diplomacy uh, stuff. You've never dealt with world leaders. You've never dealt on something that high. And you start looking around the room going, well, what do I do? Well, maybe that's kind of where God is with you. And this is where I, th- I wrote a book called God is Your Coach. Maybe you ha- are having to be trained up so that you can walk into that room and say, okay, here's what we do. You go here, you do this, you do this. And, and by the way, oh, yeah, bring me a sandwich and you do this, you do this. Oh, and I need a Coke with that sandwich. And you, go, you do all these things and you're moving your chess pieces around because you know, even when you have lives at risk in your hands, you need to have some level of competency to handle that stress. Say they came to you in your city and said, well, you're now the chief of police. And oh, by the way, all the children are being held hostage at the school. God forbid. What do you do? If you've never dealt with that, then you wouldn't know what the hell to do. So doesn't it stand to reason that maybe some training, maybe some coaching, maybe some, you know, stuff that that would get you to be able to make a decision like that competently and you just can't walk into some things, okay? You can't just walk into a million-dollar job if you don't have the competency to handle a million-dollar job. So there, see, there's the rub. That's the thing. And if you look at it as God is your coach and you go, okay, well, maybe I'm getting trained up for something. Instead of looking at it like, well, there we go. Freaking rug got jerked out from under me. Life sucks. I just, I'm a piece of shit. Nothing's ever going to go right. It's just my destiny in life to just be this loser. Well, if that's your real attitude, then guess what? You're going to be the loser that you say that you are for the rest of your life. No doubt. But, but, stop saying that. If I could kick you in your behind, I would. Okay? Don't do that. Okay? You need a ruler on your hand? Stop. Stop. Wake up. You can actually be okay with a little bit of training and a little bit of coaching up. You're going to be able to handle what life throws at you and you're going to be able to receive the blessings that you so richly deserve because you can handle it. You know? Well, if God would just give me this, I could do this. No. You got to show God that you can do what you can do right where you are, from where you are, with what you have. Make it work. Okay? Like I said in the beginning of the show, there are limits to that, of course. Okay? But if it's just a regular thing, then stop whining about it. Look at it as a project, not a problem. Okay? Find a solution, not a bitch. Because trust me, and I'm not, I'm not saying that condescendingly. I'm saying it because I did it. I did it for a God only knows how many years. Well, nothing's great. You know, I'm just, you know, uh, what I've done in the past is just, you know, I just, I guess I pissed God off so bad. He ain't never going to give me nothing. 
because I don't deserve it. No, if you were the same person you were 20 years ago that today, then yeah, you might not deserve it. But if you've changed and you're not that person and you really made an earnest effort, then look at this as God is coaching you. God is coaching you to a new level. What do coaches do? Think about it. Define a coach. He pushes you beyond your mental and physical limits that you put upon yourself. Not that you don't have the physical ability to uh, run a mile. Not that you don't have the physical ability to shoot a basketball. He's going to push you to shoot that basketball from all points of the court. Even places where you say, I never can hit a shot from here. How many of you play golf? (laughs) Talk about something that that will, you know, when you hit three balls, you know, right in the same spot in the same lake right in front of you, you know, and you're going, oh, my God, I just paid 50 bucks for that box of balls, you know, and you just knocked a sleeve in the same bloody spot, you know, three times in a row. But if you have a coach, then a coach is going to gonna get you to where you can mentally put that out of your head. Where you can mentally go, okay, hang on. You know, I got this. You back out of the tee box for a second. And you look down the fairway. And you recompose yourself. And here's where I really want to hammer something home. Before we get... To where we shut down the show for today is it is not the lack of resources it is the lack of your resourcefulness that holds you back it is not the lack of resources it is the lack of your resourcefulness that holds you back so you have to get clever and you have to start thinking resourcefully And it doesn't come overnight. It takes some training. It takes some thought. It takes walking. It takes meditating. It takes prayer. But it will come to you. It might come to you in a dream. It might come to you in an epiphany. It might come to you where someone says, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you go, oh, my God, that's what I needed. And you kiss the person. You go, oh, my God, thank you. You're the answer. That, that, that what you just said is, is the answer I've been looking for for months, years, for days, for hours. You know, thank you, thank you, thank you. You don't know where it's going to come. And that's the exciting part. But it will come if, if you're being resourceful. So we read, we research, we do things. We do internet searches. We do library searches. We read books. We expand our mind. We go to God in prayer. We stay in faith That's being resourceful. It is not the resources that you don't have. If someone called me today and said, Bob, I have the coolest, coolest opportunity for you with National Geographic to shoot brown bears in New Mexico. Can you be in Riadosa in a week and plan to be there for two shooting brown bears. Okay, well, I don't have all the gear that would be needed to do that as far as camera gear. I mean, I have good camera, 
and I have a point and shoot and I have my uh, Apple phone. Um, but that's not what National Geographic is going to hopefully have me show up to a shoot and do. Oops, sorry about that, guys. There's a little, uh, you'll have a little blurp there that was uh, actually somebody walking into our studio. And and uh, uh, I, uh, I, I was like, oh, my God, stop it. We're, we're, anyway, no big deal. I had just gotten so far in that segment, honestly, um, just laugh at us for the blurb. Um, that's what makes the show fun anyway. So... I kind of want to go back to, and I'm sorry, these people kind of threw me off my game a little bit, but see, is it a project or a problem? Okay. So I'm going to look at it as a project. All right. And that's why I'm not going back and saying, oh my God, I got to cut this out or delay, or, you know, you got to do all this. It happens. You know, stuff is going to happen. I'm not going to ruin an entire segment because of one little mistake that, you know, it's silly. You know, I'd rather just put a, uh, a little bing bong in there and come back and laugh with you and say, sorry about that, guys. I had somebody walk in that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> so, you know, that's what it, then I guess really that, see, that illustrates a point is that we just keep rolling with it. We keep going with it. We don't let this stuff, you know, and you go, oh, great. Y'all just ruined my entire show and delete what I had done. That would be stupid. That would be dumb to do. So how you look at things and how you perceive them are the things that are going to make a difference in how you uh, progress in your life and how you be happy at where you are, okay? Is your shitty job, pardon the language, is your shitty job something that you're going to just say, well, I guess I'm just stuck here? No, you're not. Get on some, you know, some sites, put your resume out there and start looking, Start knocking on doors. See what happens. If you want to be a freelancer, and we've talked about this in demystifying freelance, you know, if you want to, to do something, you know what entrepreneurs do? They take they make ice cream out of dog poop. I always tell people always ask me, "What are you doing, Bob?" I'm making ice cream out of dog shit because that's what I do now. I make ice cream out of dog poop. I become resourceful. I don't ask for... The, and, and we were talking about this little National Geographic scenario. I'm going to go back to that. So, you know, I can, I can rent the equipment that I need. Okay? I can borrow the equipment that I need. Because now I know people in the photography business that would happily... Because I would do it for them. They would happily do it for me. Especially if they knew what I was doing. You know? And say, hey, dude, I, I got, you know, or hey, hun, I got this, this shoot and I need this piece of equipment. Can I use yours? You know, to help somebody, to be a blessing to someone that goes out and, and they get this. And for a photographer, getting a National Geographic shoot would be the, the mecca of all shoots. And especially for an outdoors person like myself, you know, and. I'm going to go out and shoot brown bears, you know, and I got to now got to come up with hiking stuff and I got to come up with, you know, but I can make it a project or I can make it, you know, and maybe I go to him and say, you know, Hey, I'm having to borrow some stuff and I'm having to, you know, and you never know what's out there. What, until you start asking questions, until you start being resourceful, 
and saying, hey, I've got this and here's what I need and here's what I need. Can you help me out? You know, and you would be surprised at what what can happen when you're resourceful. And that's the cool thing. So you don't look at things like, you know, um, who was it? Um, Oh, my God. I was thinking I read so much now and I kind of watch videos so much now. I can't remember who this was, but they were talking about, you know, a lady who um, had started who who had just kind of fell into a trucking company. You know, how many women, how many girls start out when they're little girls and go, "Ooh, I'm going to own a trucking company when I grow up. You know, but she made it work. <laughs> She's like gigantic huge. It's not about the damn trucks. It's not about owning a trucking company. It's about being an entrepreneur and making what you have work. So find that why. Find that reason and make it work. Become resourceful. Bring it to life. If all you can do today is draw out a logo on a piece of paper and put it on the wall and say, one of these days, that's going to be me. You guys have all heard the story that Jim Carrey wrote himself a check for a million dollars and then was able to cash it. Wrote himself a check for cash for one million dollars and took that check and was able to, to turn it and would be able to turn it into cash. You know, what is that doing? That is bringing to life. That is breathing life. That is giving CPR. That is going clear, punk, with the paddles and you start the heart of what it is that you're getting ready to do. Are you ready to go clear, chunk, and start what you're doing? That's the cool thing. God, oh man, this is exciting stuff. This is so exciting because you can do it. It is out there. You can make this happen. And it's not that hard. But you have to have patience and you got to have resourcefulness. That's, that needs to be your mantra today. Patience and resourcefulness. I'm going to start researching, start doing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start, you know, I'm going to start making this happen. And remember, there is a difference. And I pound this home because this is another thing that will cause you to fail. Activity versus productivity. You can be as busy as you want. You can tell me I'm up 14 hours a day. When people tell me I work 14 and 16 hours a day, I tell them they do not know how to manage their time. And that will piss some of you off. Okay? But let me ask you something. And I want you to test yourself with this one test. This is your litmus test, okay, for activity versus productivity. I want you to brutally, honestly, take a sheet of paper that's printed out that's from 8 to whatever time you say that you have to work till to get your job done. Then what I want you to do is to honestly give me an assessment from hour to hour or hour to half hour. What did you do? When you get up to go take a pee, I want you to put down, went to bathroom. And how long you were gone? Gone 15 minutes. You know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, okay? Whatever it was. Went down and got a Coke. How long did that take you? Checked my Facebook page. How long were you bloody there? 
And if Facebook's not directly correlated with your business and what you're doing during the day, what the hell are you doing on your Facebook page? Or Twitter page or whatever social media shit that you're on, okay? Stop. Think about it. Then I talked to... I was jacking around with my coworkers. I drank coffee. I went down to the Coke machine again. I went and got a candy bar. I went to get office supplies. I did this. I did that. I actually worked. I worked on projects. I answered emails for a half an hour. Um, I took phone calls. I was on phone calls for this amount of time. I promise you that if you learn how to properly manage your day and assign times to perform certain functions such as answering emails, returning phone calls, you know, and you can tell people, you know, and you can tell coworkers, you know, the best time to catch me is this time. I, I, I have this time set aside, you know, for you to come. If you have a, a, a sales team, you can tell your sales team, guys, I have a set amount of time for this kind of activity in our sales department. Now, if you have a problem with it, because the rest of the day, guess what I'm focusing on? Supporting you to make sales. So if you have something that you need from me during the day, I'm free to do that. I'm not sitting here trying to strategize on how we're going to get another account. I'm actually working to either close a sale or working to produce more sales from the accounts that we have during the business hours that I'm functioning doing these things. But say from 7.30 till 8 o'clock in the morning, uh, I got time to chin wag with you. I got time to uh, throw out some scenarios. I got some time to give you some coaching to help you close a deal or how to open the get past a, a gatekeeper at a, at a business. You know, there's, there's, there's times for those things. And I promise you, I bet you, you will find 20 hours in your week. I guarantee you'll find 20 hours in your week where you were dicking around, not doing shit. I always tell everybody, and especially in seminars, they'll say, they'll say well, I don't have time. I'm going to say, okay, let me ask you something. Did, how many times, how many bathroom breaks have you had this morning? Have you had any bathroom breaks? Do you need a bathroom break? Or at some point in time, how many bathroom breaks do you take in a day? Well, I take two or three. It just depends. You know, okay, well, you took two or three bathroom breaks. Well, you just got through telling me that you're too busy to do anything. How the hell can you be? You're 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 not you're so busy that you can't. And you you but you made time to go to the bathroom. And here's the point: you went to the bathroom because you have to, or you're going to sit there and be like the kid in in Talladega Nights and go, "I'm sitting here in my pee pants." You have to go to the restroom. You have to make time to do that. Okay. Well, I'm telling you. Make everything about the the productivity part of your job that you have to do. It's stuff that you're going to sit there in your pee pants if you don't do. So you set time. You you take this honest assessment for a day or two, and be totally honest. This is you can be totally honest with yourself. Okay, write the shit down. Be totally honest. If you really want, if you want this bad enough, then you'll by God do it. Okay, if you do it half-assed, then I got nothing for you. you then you ain't. Then then you're not committed. Okay, when you're committed is when you'll do an honest assessment. Give me a day or two, and give yourself that honest assessment, and then start looking at. Okay, well from here to here, you know, I really ought to be doing my, catching up on my emails. I really ought to be reading these reports. I really ought to be in meetings doing you know, strategizing or doing what it is that I need to do in order to finish the, or complete this project. And then you put these projects and then you, you, you make sure that those are complete. 
okay? And you do this, and you get yourself retrained, because I promise you, 90% of you are probably, or more, are probably going to wake up and realize, damn, I screw off a lot at work. I was on my Facebook page because, uh, you know, my friend called me and said there was some really cute puppy pictures. Oh my God, you got to see these pictures. Or you get this bang and you're constantly looking at your damn phone. Put the bloody phone on silent. You know, well, I have children. Okay. Uh, You need to hear from the school. Great. All right. Well, you can add them to your favorites. And you can, and those calls can come through because you can tell your phone, you can put your phone on silent and say, I want to answer these specific numbers. Your kid's school number, your kid's uh, uh, cell phones, your husband's cell phones, your wife's cell phones, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, girl, girl, whatever, I don't care. But you, they're, again, resourceful, not resources. Well, I'd have to get another phone because they have to, no, your phone will do the same thing. So my brother-in-law the other day, he bought another damn phone. And I go, why did you do that? I go, do you know that this brand new $1,000 phone that you just bought actually can has the ability if you go back to the company to take two numbers, but you just spent another $800 on another phone? How stupid. And now you got to carry two phones around? How stupid. When you could have all done it all in one phone. Resourcefulness. I don't have the resources. I had to buy another resource. He didn't need another resource. He needed to be resourceful and find out if his phone would do what you, you know, because you never know. Technology is an amazing thing. An amazing thing. But now he has $2,000 in phones, basically. So what the hell? And this is somebody that, you know, I love him. And I would tell him right now to his face, that was stupid. You know, I love you, but that was stupid. Your phone will do it. He knows I love him. He knows that I'm not being cruel or critical. Okay? Resourceful. Not resources. Activity versus productivity. Conquer these things and learn to start doing these things. I'm telling you, it's moving heaven and earth for me. And you guys know, and I say this all the time, I am telling you things that I am actually applying in my own life and telling you the result that I get so that you can see that it's not just conversation. And I'm trying to tell you how I, how I do it. And the way I did it was take some honest assessments, okay? I did the, the reason I'm telling you to take the piece of paper out is do that. And then set up tasks, every day and set times aside and say I am unavailable from 9 o'clock until 11 because I'm answering emails I am communicating with clients I'm communicating with customers I am making things happen I don't look at the it um, snapchat I don't look at Twitter I don't look at Facebook I don't talk to my girlfriends my guy friends or whoever you know I tell my husband or my wife, whoever, your girlfriend, boyfriend, you tell them, hey, from this time to this time, I'm going to be kind of unavailable. You know, if you need me, text me and tell me 911. You can call me now or put them on your, you know, if it's really important, go ahead and call me and have them on your favorites on your phone and it will come through. I want, you know, I want to block everybody's number, but my favorites. 
okay? And from this time to this time. And if you have uh, uh, something where you can put like instant, some sort of instant messaging, Skype or something like that on your computer, and you can look over at it and see and say, hey, I'm right in the middle of something, I'll get back to you, you know? Put it on your computer so you can do that, communicate, you know, again, this is resourcefulness. You can say, hey, I'm right in the middle of something. Unless this is, you know, the, the castle's burning down and I need to leave. Um, can this wait till 11? Yeah, good, thanks, move on. And keep going with what you're doing. Activity versus productivity. What it, What is the optimum word there? Productivity. We need to produce a result. And I'm telling you, if you start doing it and you start managing your time like this, you will find 20 hours a week. That you know what you can do with that 20 hours? Invest in your own success. Give it to your children. Give it to your spouse. Give it to your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Give it to your family. Give it to the community. Give it to volunteering. Give it to being a blessing to the world around you. Give it to yourself. I promise you, you can find it if you just are resourceful. And the way that you find out if, how to be resourceful is you begin by seeing where there's holes in what you do. Holes in your day. If you've had 20 hours, then you've got all the time in the world to look at Facebook, to uh, you know, post your dinner plate on Facebook, uh, to spend time. Imagine if you're a mom or a dad and you found 20 freaking hours in a week that you could give a chunk of that time to your family. Imagine how strong your family would be. Imagine how much happier you would be if you said, wow, I get to coach my kids Little League. Wow, I get to go watch my son at his Little League. You know what I got to, to do on my, the day my son played his first basketball game? Copy machine box got put on my desk and I was told, either your shit and you can be in that box and out that door and you can go watch your son's game or you can sit your ass down here and you can try to figure out how we're going to pull three or four more sales out today. And that's the industry I worked in. That was the, the ultimatums I was given every time I was asked for a vacation or every time I asked for a uh, time off to go see my kids or my thing. And I stayed there and that was stupid. And what I'm telling you is learn that you to do what you want to do, not what you have to do. There's a big difference. And if you want to find the time to do, to learn how to do what you want to do versus what you have to do, then get resourceful. Then get the, the fight, figure out where you can cut out time out of the shitty job that you have and you can do the best job at this shitty job. You can get all that crap out of the way so you don't lose the shitty job and lose that shitty paycheck. And you can devote more time to what you want to do versus what you have to do. And that's my point. That's the, that's the give. That's where you gotta go. That's where you gotta take this. And you can do it. I'm doing it. I stumble and fall, no doubt. I have moments where I'm like, oh shit, you know. I get in dark part places. But not anymore, I'm not gonna win. I'm not, or I'm, I'm not gonna lose. You know, I'm not gonna lose. I'm just, I'm not. Damn it, I told myself this a year and a half ago. You know, I, I, after just bawling, crying, and losing what I thought was a 
greatest woman that had ever been in my life. 20 years I had to wait, basically, to get her back in my life. And here, and everything was, you know, and didn't work. It was crushing. I could let it tear apart my life. I could, but I'm not. Because I know, I know in my heart today that that's not my destiny. She's not my destiny. And I'm not hers. That's the good news is that I, that I don't have to be a prick about it. I can say, you know, I, I'm not, maybe I'm not her destiny. God may have moved me out of her life so that the right person could come into hers so that the last half of her life can be what she wants, not what she has to have. Same thing for me. It's hard pill to swallow, but, you know, hey, let's go see what's out there. Let's go see what's ahead of us. And that's the, man, what a gift. You know, what a gift. You know, because what's out before you is where you're really supposed to be. And I'm going to stay where I'm not supposed to be. I'm going to force that. And, you know, I could have probably gone back to her more times. Said, please, honey, come on, let's try. Please, baby, let's try. I love you. You know I love you. But that has to be a two-way street. Otherwise, you've got nothing. And nobody deserves that. You deserve something. The both of you deserve something. And if one of you is miserable and doesn't want it, then I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. You know, nothing you can do, no amount of begging, pleading, no amount of therapy. Trust me, we went on more than one occasion. You know? And it didn't work. So I don't look at it as a loss. I look at it as a season that's changing. And, you know... Think about the oak tree that standed, standed. Uh, that's my new word today. Okay, so we have a new word you're supposed to scream like on Pee Wee's Playhouse. You know, the word of the day is standed. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I standed. There was an oak tree that standed, that stood, okay, that stood in your front yard. And let's say that a gigantic bolt of lightning hit it and destroyed it. And that tree was there forever it's been a part of your yard it's been a part of your home it's been a part of every picture that you've had and now a tree dude's got to come in and cut it all up because it is dead and destroyed this lightning just struck it and everything about it your kids played in it your grandchildren swung in the swing but it's gone now so that means we got to sell the house or burn the house or uh, we can't have any more happy memories or we can't, you know, nothing about being at my house uh, is good anymore because the oak tree's gone. No, it, ha- it, for some reason, it was time for it to go. We don't understand why. Okay, other than lightning struck it. You know, what are the chances? But there was a reason that it needed to go. And so now it's gone. But it doesn't mean that the house is gone forever. It doesn't mean that our memories are gone forever. It just means the tree's gone. 
to make maybe we plant a new tree so that when we're old and we sell the house a new family gets to enjoy a new tree a different tree your tree gets to be your family's memory the next family that moves into the house they have a tree there that makes their memories that's kind of special it's kind of cool so think about that it can be what you want it to be all right I'm going to kick this show and say we're done. And I hope that you've enjoyed it. I hope that you get a lot out of it. And I, whatever you're doing right now, take a minute after you get off this podcast and look up and just tell God thank you. Tell the universe thank you. Just say, you know what, thank you. I'm in a good place. I'm okay. And stick with that. All right? All right. So, if you have any questions or comments or just need to somebody to rap to, hey, go to the robertbruton.com page. There is the Contact Us page. There's a couple different ways you can communicate, and those things come directly to me, okay? That is not staffed out. Those things come directly to me. And I do that for a reason, because I want to talk to you. I don't want it to get staffed out. I don't want you to get some uh, auto-responded return. It's when, I, when, when you get an email back, guess what? It comes directly from me, okay? Um, there is also a way I put up on Twitter. If you are on Twitter, um, on my static page, and it's Robert Bruton 100, the number 100, Robert Bruton 100. If you look me up on Twitter, there is a place where you can join the Life Research Project all through, or is it three? Yeah, I think it's three books. My first three books that are still on Amazon today, you get for free. They're digital downloads. They're eBooks. You get them. You get them. Like if you if you join our deal and you get exclusive stuff that I don't spam you with anything. You get real content. We do videos, uh, webinars, and other ways that you can communicate. You get first shot at, at most of our uh, uh, content. So and you get it for free. So um, there's a way for you to stay connected to the show and stay connected to me. And then, like I said, in the contact us page, you can actually send me an email and we'll, we'll start a conversation and let's see where it goes. You know, I can't tell you how many people that I've made friends with that, uh, we actually talk on the phone, you know? And so I don't mind at all. You know, I try to be a blessing to people around me and if I can, great. And maybe you're a blessing to me. Maybe, Somebody out there is the person that I need to be talking to. You know, maybe there's a, you're, you're maybe you're some uh, business answer that I need or some personal philosophy that I need to hear, you know? And uh, so I'm open and receptive to that. So let's, you know, let's see what's out there. Let's be pals. <laughs> okay. This is the Robert Bruton Podcast Show. And like I said, I'm your host, Robert Bruton. I love you guys. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you to all our patrons. And we will talk again soon. Bye for now.